0: Welcome to episode 256 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thanks so much for joining in, and thank you so much for your feedback for the last couple of episodes uh, uh, on this series of relationships that Donna and I are doing, so um, really grateful for that. I've actually got some exciting news uh, that we'll uh, uncover at the end of the podcast about uh, some future things that are coming, which is uh, you know, really exciting for us and, and, and wonderful. So. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining in. Today's conversation is going to be very, very important and, uh, and impactful. It's around trauma bonds. And, uh, you know, we, I, I see a lot of relationships failing personally um, with guys that I I see in the men's circles and uh, and working in the men's health space. And obviously Donna, you know, does lots of work in that Um uh, area as well with uh, relationship coaching um, and working with both men and women, um, and we're going to talk about uh, you know some of the common denominators today uh, around why relationships are failing, but also you know how relationships um, you know, bond together through um, through you know previous wounds and previous experiences, which you know sometimes can't be healthy. So um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go deep into stuff which isn't usually commonly discussed. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the chat. Really appreciate your feedback. If you wanted to um, to reach out by email to support@backmind.org.au, um, obviously check out Donna's work at donnaware.com.au and maybe even jump on uh, the website, uh, sorry, the uh, Facebook or Instagram pages or LinkedIn and and leave a you know a review would be really wonderful and appreciated. So, uh, Donna here is uh, Do- Donna's here with me, and um, wanted to welcome you back, Donna.
1: Thanks
0: for having me, Aaron. <laughs> no worries. Now, uh, this is really Donna's um, specialty and expertise, so she may be um, doing lots of the, the, the talking throughout this podcast. But I'll be chiming in with some questions and so forth, and some relevance, which I see. Um, you know, I've had a phone call from a guy this morning, which is you know going through this very um, you know uh, matter. So um, yeah, I'd like to get your 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 feedback, Donna, on you know what actually is a trauma bond and, and your experience with it.
1: Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, so a lot of people don't realise that they're actually um, in a relationship that is um, described as a trauma bond. Uh, Most people are trying to strive for healthy relationship but end up, um, you know, living the scream, I call it, rather than the dream. Um, You know, a lot of people don't understand what's happening kind of behind the scenes of their relationship. They come to me quite distressed um, and thinking that perhaps their relationship can't be saved when in fact, If we get the understanding about how trauma bonds are created and then we can heal um, ourselves at our core in terms of um, releasing what's holding us there in that trauma bond, we can definitely move forward and create healthier, happier relationships. Um, Trauma bonds themselves are basically um, created through our childhood wounds, our emotional wounds, our childhood trauma that has not been healed or resolved Um, It's kind of like our unfinished childhood business that we haven't actually um, moved through and uh, we bring that into our relationships um, when we're very deeply emotionally triggered by each other and a lot of people just don't understand what's going on. So it can create a lot of conflict, it can create a lot of hurt, um, disappointment, sadness, even betrayal. Um, a lot of anger, resentment, um, and even volatile and DV um, style of relationships, which I know um, you've touched on over the last couple of weeks too, Aaron. Mm. Um, And it's, you know, people find themselves in these very unhealthy and sometimes volatile relationships, but they really have no idea how they've ended up there. So I put a lot of light, insights and wisdom into... Um, their situation, um, and then show them a pathway of how they can actually heal these emotional wounds. And they can run very, very, very deep. So we have childhood wounds from our mother, we have childhood wounds from our father, we can have childhood wounds from teachers, aunties, uncles, and other, you know, relationships from previous partners that are unresolved. And we can even have um, social, you know, social wounds from you know society. So that's been dictating and telling us how to be and live. And those bonds and traumas also come into the place. Well, so mm. yeah, there's a lot of unpacking with this, and that's just really just you know not even touching the surface really. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh look, we'll, we'll go we'll go pretty deep um, into it, and maybe into some of our own experiences possibly too. But um, you know, firsthand from me, I I I, I, I come across guys you know regularly uh in the circles but also just through through general conversations uh that that they're going through relationship problems um you know some of them at, at at the end where they're um you know they're going through potential separation and divorce but you know when we have an open open conversation you know just about everyone has something going on in their relationship that um that they're stuck with and um I believe, you know, it's very, very difficult for guys to talk openly and honestly sometimes with their partners, because there is a common denominator why they come together, That's maybe a physical attraction or, you know, a personal interest or whatever, but, you know, quite often we're bonded by something which has happened in our past, which we can both relate to, and that really is the fabric of, um, you know, uh, the relationship in its essence, I guess, and. Um, uh, I hear it quite often, um, you know, uh, with with guys speaking about their their partners and some of their their partners' issues, and it's it's pretty um, pretty common with um, with some of those, um, you know, which um, which go right back to their own sort of personal development and healing because they're not prepared to sort of jump into it. So you know, from a personal level, uh, I, I I believe the key is is to be able to work with. The shadows with the darkness whatever it actually is which is holding you back and really get to know yourself intimately before you actually go into an intimate relationship with someone else um you know we'll talk more about that as we go but um certainly uh you know uh, the majority of relationships are sort of you know struggling or failing because um because of some of the past stuff that we're stuck in i guess yeah
1: Um, Yeah, a lot of people get bogged down in their um, emotional um, feelings, Um, and like I said, uh, feelings of hurt, disappointment, betrayal and so on. Um, But it's important to understand that at the very beginning of um, a relationship, particularly a romantic relationship I'm talking about, um, is that a lot of people say that it felt like home when they first met the person. And that's because their energy is very familiar. It's not necessarily because they're um, gonna give them that love, um, unconditional love and beautiful, healthy relationship they're looking for. They might think that that's going to happen as a result of that feeling. However, uh, usually what happens is they have what I call the couple bubble, the honeymoon period at the start, and then sometimes it can turn very sour very quickly um, through emotional triggering because of these underlying wounds that actually brought them together. But the the trauma bonds don't just happen in romantic relationships, Um, they happen with other family members as well. Um, I'm working with a client at the moment, she's got a trauma bond uh, relationship with her mother um, and that's been very volatile. Um, I've also had trauma bond relationships um, with people in my life, in my family, that I've had to break free of. And what the trauma bond um, relationship does is it creates a drama triangle Uh, Let me explain. A drama triangle is where we have one person in the relationship who's potentially acting like a victim. Um, We have another person in the relationship that might jump in to be the rescuer, but then when they try to play it out in that um, state, they end up uh, getting aggressive. One will get aggressive and become the aggressor. And then we have this um, dynamic where we're slipping from victim to rescuer to aggressor Um, and creating this really, really toxic, um, chaotic, energetic um, trauma bond uh, that turns into nothing but drama, um, usually every time you're together. Mm. So this can happen with children. It can happen with um, other siblings. It can happen with parents, um, even grandparents, um, who are stuck in negative uh, family patterns that they haven't broken free of. And um, I'm certainly here to be that cycle breaker, change maker, you know, person in my family to, to create that change and to put light on it and say, hey, this is there is a better way. And, um, you know, we need to heal from these um, poor behaviours and we need to heal from our um, inner childhood wounds that were created in early childhood. And we need to start becoming more empowered, um, moving out of this and moving into feeling more powerful and um, actually starting to have those um, healthy your relationships that we're actually looking for with deep connection, intimacy and love.
0: Do you find um, commonly that most people don't have really good relationships with themselves?
1: Absolutely, we spoke on that last week about uh, self-abandonment. Uh, self-abandonment and self-sabotage are the two, I guess, major symptoms of um, trauma bonds and, and childhood wounds. So. A child that grows up on um, the energy of survival um, doesn't necessarily feel loved and so they potentially feel abandoned by their parents or one or both. So they grow up usually with um, self abandonment and self sabotage. So these are all um, behaviours that are created from that initial childhood wounding and it's up to the individual once they're an adult to actually seek help and actually clear that, release it and move beyond it and start living more closer to their true potential um, instead of carrying around those wounds and being constantly triggered and being held back in life and relationships.
0: Mm, Interesting isn't it? Yeah I guess um we i know, you know from if, if we look back in my family uh, there was probably a fair bit of it and a lot of um things didn't get didn't get discussed um you know to to their core <clears throat> one thing um that that shadow work that you talk about um you know i can use my mother for an example and i talk openly about this that she blocked a lot of stuff which caused her trauma um, uh, and and she stayed um, you know, stayed in that pretty much her whole life until she was able to move it through. Um, but I would have loved for her to clear that, you know, to be able to move that on because it would have freed her up. What are, are some of the common ways that people can actually like start to go deep into those things that are holding them back and those personal wounds that um, that they they, they they can explore to help them move forward on a you know on a pathway of of you know, self freedom.
1: Yeah, well, when my clients first come to me, they've usually started to already become a little bit aware and start to see some patterns of behavior that they don't like. So uh, most have already started to do a little bit of self-reflection and I think self-reflection is really um, the start of it all where the individual is starting to question their own behavior. They're starting to see negative behaviors in others that they don't want anymore. They're starting to realize that they want something better. So they're starting to question. So when they come to my first, what I call my intro session, they're starting to identify those patterns of behavior. They're starting to share that with me. And then I'm putting the light on them in terms of why that's happening. Because they don't have that understanding. They've, they've become aware of the external behaviors that they don't want, but they don't know why it's been created and they can't actually stop it. And the reason they can't stop it is, is because it's lodged heavily in their subconscious mind. Deeply wounded, um, wounded in their heart, and also in every cell of the body, we have memory. So any traumas, negativity, um, you know, neglect, abuse um, that we've experienced through our upbringing and even past relationships, our body stores that as memory. So that means we don't put it down. So when people come to me for you know healing, personal growth, um, expansion, empowerment, transformation they're looking to actually how how do I free myself of this because I don't want to be this person anymore I don't want to act this way and of course they can't do that by themselves they can't just decide that they're going to just drop it and put it down like a cup of coffee it kind of doesn't work like that so I have some very um, powerful methods processes and education and guidance that I share with my clients um, that's very rapid they don't have to stay in therapy for a very long time, they can actually get in and get the deep work done very, very quickly in a few sessions and get the education, get the understanding and they actually come out feeling whole and free. Mm. Um, So it's like kind of removing and releasing all that baggage, that emotional baggage and mental baggage that's been sitting there since sometimes they were two years old. Mm. You know, and some of these um, clients are 40, 50, and even 60 years old. So they've been carrying that emotional wounding for such a long time. I mean, I have, you know, grown men, you know, crying um, in my sessions because they're finally releasing it. And I have, you know, mums who have felt guilty for years and resentful and that um, in their masculine energy and stuck in their childhood wound of not feeling enough and not feeling lovable and proving to them, themselves every day that they're worthy. And then crying because they're finally able to put it down and let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's actually really lovely to, to see that transformation in front of your eyes.
0: And, and mm. such a relief, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, You know, something that come to me then, which I think is really relevant. Um, uh, the, the biggest hurdle that we have is to be able to actually open up and, and let go because we're so fearful of, um, of, of mm. talking to someone for fear of judgment. Um, and that's not our fault. This fear, and I call it the red zone, as we've discussed. The fear, the shame, the guilt, and so forth, which is really heavy and within within us, it's hard to shift. But I think having someone external that's independent, because you know personally, I couldn't talk to any family members without fear of getting shut down, or friends without fear of getting shut down. Once you you start to do this and you free yourself, it's amazing how much you expand as an individual. And then you become more creative, and you become a bit more uh, open to, to 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 possible you know self self growth and, and change and so forth. Um, and 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 those bonds, or those trauma bonds, are a real anchor. Yeah. They're actually like holding yeah. us back and trapping us. So yeah. I think it's absolutely priceless and, and um, you know essential for us all to to dive deep into them and move them on because I don't want to see people going through their whole lives struggling when they can sort that out yeah. but also i just think it's it's critically important to uh to to have this you know uh this 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 you know this change in your life but also to, to continually maintain it so if you're in a relationship um which we do really well is if, if we find something that, that comes up we we discuss it we might not sort of just block it or, or or you know put it in the back pocket Um, And that's what I've done before. I'm sure you've done before, you know. You sort of just live with it and deal with it. But Bring it
1: to the forefront and make it a real issue and um, get stuck in the, you know, aggressive anger, resentments, you know, extra, and then we start wounding each other. Yeah, that's right. That's usually what a trauma bond ends up. You end up start to wound each other.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. When when these behaviours start to come out, uh, typically come when we're fatigued, Or we're, uh, you know, we're we're triggered with something or we're, you know, we're under the influence of something and, you know, then these deep, deep emotions start to Mm -hmm. to, to play out. Um, You know, what are some of the experiences that you've had when you've uh, observed other people actually have that realisation that they can communicate at a different level, uh, which, you know, can actually like help them move forward rather than stay stuck or, or go backwards?
1: Yeah, well, once people actually move through their um, childhood wounding and their emotional wounding um, and wounding from past relationships, I also then um, teach them how to communicate. Communication I think is a, a skill for life and I don't think a lot of us are actually taught how to communicate effectively. Mm. It's not something that's taught, we're not certainly not taught about it at school like in relationships and they're really vital things that we use every single day in every situation so there were times where my emotional wounding and suppression was so bad that i actually couldn't communicate Mm. like it was i was so numb to living my life and my body was so numb to the stress and the the internal um emotional pain and wounding that i couldn't speak Mm. like i literally pretty much lost my voice you know so you know it's it's giving people their voice back by educating them and showing them really simple ways to communicate to get connection happening instead of going into emotional triggering because the way that I teach it the emotional triggering is completely gone it's just it's not even part of the equation anymore mm. so that people can actually confidently um, go into a situation with their partner or boss or even child and feel more confident about how they're expressing themselves and when we don't feel seen and heard um, again we're going to shut down and avoid an, or we ramp it up and we get emotionally triggered and become potentially mean or vicious or even abusive. So there's kind of two ways we go, we withdraw or we come out all guns blazing mm. so those are the types of things that you know my Um, couples are experiencing usually we'll have one avoidant in the in the mix and one that's very um, outward and very volatile and very vocal and um, the vocal one tends to take up a lot more energy space in the relationship so therefore the one that's sitting back a bit might actually not be seen and heard so both of them feel like they're not being seen and heard but neither of them know how to communicate effectively so again I bridge that gap And the way that I teach it, they can have successful communication every single time if Mm. they choose it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just going back to what we sort of discussed in the previous podcast. But so women primarily these days are are in are in their masculine Mm. energy, and when you would um, like, I see guys in their feminine energy all the time. Mm. They come to a a circle and they're usually like deflated, emasculated. Yeah, yeah. They've been been felt like they've been defeated in the home. Um, and I'd imagine when people come and see you, the woman is the, the really the dominant one and the man is just sort of sitting back, you know, copping it. Would that be right?
1: Look, uh, uh, I won't use the word copping it because that, that might open another whole can of worms. But th- you definitely see, um, a, a lot of similar patterns with my couples. And you're right, 100% of the women that come to me are in their masculinized energy and I educate them around that and help them see and put the light on the shadows that they're going through around that um, and why they've come to be in that space. But certainly if she's um, in her masculinized energy, she's going to take up a lot of space in the relationship and that's going to feel like he's getting forced out energetically. Yeah. However, what we've got to also help people understand is the main reason that uh women go into their masculinized energy at home is because he didn't know how to step up into leadership to begin with if a woman doesn't feel like her man can have her back and be a leader she will naturally become masculinized and feel like everything is on her and she's got to do it so that's where that kind of gets started at home so it's a combination of of often men don't know how to lead, so I think there's a lot, big gap as well in teaching men how to lead. It's one thing to help them open up about their feelings, but we've got to teach men how to lead mm. so that they, they can actually help their woman come back into her feminine energy so she can um, c- take up the right space in the home um, and she gets um, relief and then he feels like a, a leader. So. Yeah, mm. that's how that's sort of playing out, and yeah. it's um yeah, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent of the couples that come to me are having this dilemma.
0: Mm. Yeah. With um with with guys, I find it um you know that that quite often, and, and me as well too, uh, is it's difficult to receive. Um, you know, when you're not feeling, you might be feeling a little bit out of whack, and when you you get a compliment or you get um. Uh, your partner, you know, being emotional to you. Um, I think that's probably something that goes way back uh, because it might be a mother wound within us as a man, which is not allowing us to um, to feel that, that, that sense of gratitude or sense of love or, you know, deep appreciation or fulfilment. It's like we have a bit of a protective barrier around us and, um, you know, we don't allow that in. What, what are your sort of, you know, thoughts on that and, and suggestions on how we could actually get better at it as guys?
1: Yeah, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It does go way back because when we struggle to receive, it's because we have a a worthiness issue. We don't feel worthy of the support or the love or the gift. Uh, This was something I personally really struggled with a lot in my earlier days um because you know particularly when a woman's in a masculine she's not in receivership she's in giving and over giving and people pleasing Mm. but it's the same for men men also if they grow up in a home environment that does not um you know show a lot of affection or love or support um they too can have unworthiness issues around receiving support from a you know even a loving caring woman um it works both ways. So a man can love and put love into his partner, but if she's not open to receiving that, well, she might go into self-sabotage, but it also happens the opposite way where she might be offering him love and support and he's not accepting it because of his lack of unworthiness. So these are all the deep-seated emotional wounds that prevent us from living our best life, living our true potential and living our um, you know, relationships in love and connection. These these are the things that are holding us back. So um, if we don't release that out of the body, if we don't release that out of our experience, we'll just keep going around and around in cycles, patterns and loops and we'll feel completely stuck. We might have the odd moment or day where we think, oh yeah, I'm getting beyond and above it, but then the next day we're back in it and we're like, no, I haven't really gone anywhere. I'm just staying stuck where I am. I'm not moving forward. Mm. Um, again, feeling powerless, feeling like a victim to my circumstance, um, not able to change it and um, feeling often like there's nothing we can do. So a lot of people would change it if they knew what to do but they literally don't know what to do.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, I, I, I just feel um, we don't have the, the, the right education around being successful in relationships either. Uh, we only observe what a relationships actually actually like by seeing that within our parents a lot of um, you know parents are, are, sorry little relationships are, are single now like you know kids are coming into life um, with either a separated mother or father so there's a bit of an imbalance there straight up but um, that's common I, I just think there's so much work to do to, to be able to prepare people to be successful as well and to be able to give people you know I think it's preventative maintenance it's just like giving your car a service. You go and you go and see someone, um, you know, once or twice a year or whatever it may be and unpack the potential, you know, issues that you have, but eventually your, your training wheels come off and then you can start to um, you know, have the, the conversations uh, independently uh, with each other so you can make sure that your relationship is successful and, and sustainable and, and stable going forward um, you, you know I, I just think there's there's a, so much we can do uh, as humans to be able to get better at life and relationships is, is, is one of them because we're we're not trained well, we're not educated well obviously there's evidence of that because of the you know the 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 circumstances and the statistics around it, it goes on to mental health, it goes on to domestic violence, all that. You yeah. know, so we're we're having a really reactive approach to the way we handle this sort of stuff without getting on the front foot, and then starting to you know really be conscious about how we're operating, and, and that can help us set up um, you know successful lives moving forward. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: you know, if, I mean, if you look at all age groups, there's at every age group point, there's the potential to, you know, provide that preventative care for people not to end up in these massive, horrific um, trauma bonds relationship situations and even, you know, DV and uh, criminal um, offences even. Um, So, you know, we could literally take our pick at which point in our life do we want to support people. Um, I focus on the adults. So once a person's 18, um, they can work with me um, because they're in a position where they're choosing to take responsibility for their for their lives and where they're at. Um, rather than saying stuck in blame and blaming their childhood or blaming their previous partner or blaming their school system or the government. Like, it's it's about responsibility. Mm. As parents, we're responsible for our kids and we have to make really good conscious choices and a lot of us aren't and I certainly didn't make enough conscious choices when my kids were growing up because I was just unaware, um, quite ignorant and uneducated Um and didn't even have access to Google back then. So <laughs> Google is definitely my friend sometimes. So, you know, it's it's about, you know, where do we want to offer the support? I mean, I've chosen the couples because it's it, it's I'm very passionate about it. I've had my own, um, I've had two marriage breakdowns. And after the second one, which literally nearly took me out of this world, um, I was so broken after that, I felt so broken. Um, I just decided I was never going to go through that again. I wanted to educate myself. I wanted to become more well-equipped. I even did a diploma on men's health and well-being. I wanted to get inside your you guys' head. I wanted to know the <laughs> ins and outs of how you worked because um, what I was doing wasn't working um, for, you know, both me and my partners. So um, I just wanted to get more equipped, and that's what I do with my uh, couples. I equip them, you know heal and you know educate them and and support them but equip them so that they can go out after they've worked with me and actually they can say we can actually get through the challenges that we know are coming ahead because let's face it we're always going to have challenges Mm. But I, I run into people all the time in my area that I've worked with over the years, and they'll say, you know what? Like you changed our lives. We still use your tools. We're still together, and although it's we have our challenges, we can get through them. Mm. Um, we get through them together without the, the volatile situations we had, or without the hurt, and um, we just now know what it where it comes from. We we've got a grip on it. Um, we've got the tools and um, understanding, and and we get it. You know, we don't have to fight for our little piece of significance and love and attention and validation from each other anymore, because we missed out on that as a kid, we actually know now how to communicate with each other to give each other that validation, support, love, care, and attention, Mm. you know, and I think that's really important. It doesn't matter how old we are, we all want and, you know, desire to receive love and connection um, and human contact, and some of us are touchy-feely, you know, that's just how we are. So if we don't get those things, we can feel very unloved. Mm. And that's not not how we want to feel. I mean, of course, I guess we can't feel 100% loved all the time. But, you know, when we restore not only our connection with our partner, but with ourselves um, and God or source or life force energy, the universe, Allah, Buddha, whatever you want to call the higher power... When you restore that, you never feel alone. You always feel whole. You know that you're loved and supported even if you have no one around you. And that feeling is something that I have with me every single step of my day. Um, I'm always okay. Mm. Always okay. And whereas in the past, I used to um, fall into bed with suicidal depression for days, sometimes months, and even years on end. So Mm. that was because I lost my connection to, to God, to source to life force energy mm. i had nothing left so you know that's the burnout and the um overwhelm and the stress that people are living in you know by the time people get to me most of them are pretty fucking burnt out to be honest mm.
0: yeah, yeah you yeah. know they
1: don't have much of that life force um energy connection going on and so they're they're running out of steam they're running out of power So if you, you know, plug a light bulb into the the socket and turn it on, you've got all this power, right? If it's a 250-amp globe and I'm not an electrician, it's, it's coming on bright, right? You know, but we've got access to all this electric white light power and yet we don't give ourselves the the opportunity really to plug full in.
0: Tap into it. You know, yeah. they
1: reckon scientists reckon we only use about 10% of our power and energy in any one given moment. Ten percent. Mm. Now I know for a fact when clients are finished working with me, like they might be plugging 70, 80%. I don't know, I'm sure there's still more, but they are plugged in. Mm. You know, they've they've got light in their eyes, they're vibrant, they're they're feeling alive. Just you know, just like me and like you. Like we feel alive. Mm. Um, most people don't feel alive.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. They, they don't have that power and energy going on in
1: their veins, in uh, their body, in their cells.
0: It's become the norm. And, and I hope you don't mind, but I'll, I'll use your experience as an example here because you were a young mother, you know, you were married early and you were a young mother, you had two kids, you know, three, three kids. kids by the time you were 21, 23. 22, 23, mm-hmm. three. So you're, your brain is still developing mm. and, and all of a sudden you're in this, like, oh, having to deal with th- three other individuals. Yeah. And, um you know and your own stress levels are are heightened Mm. you're in that um, survival mode pretty quickly because you never knew yourself
1: Mm. no i Mm. didn't know myself because of course i got married very young so i hadn't gifted myself the opportunity Mm. um and my first husband and i had massive trauma bond issues um and yeah so You know i was just stuck in absolute survival every day and my body was literally breaking down um you know every week i was spending time in bed on the couch just broken in my physical body because it just couldn't keep up with the demands that Mm. were on it at the time and the stress that i was carrying in myself Mm. um but when it all boiled down to it wasn't just my relationships then it was much some stuff that happened in my childhood that i had to face um you know the shadows around that and started to have some memories and and, you know, I've cleared it, you know, and I've been able to repair my relationship with my father, which is probably one of my proudest moments. Him and I had a massive trauma bond relationship and a drama triangle going on. And I was a very codependent daughter to him. Um, and I cleared all that. And, you know, we have, we have really great chats now and we have, um, you know, we can spend time together and um, yeah, we've just got through it. It's really great.
0: So that's an example of, um, of repairing a fractured relationship. Um, and that that allows you to, to move forward, um, I, I yeah. guess, because a lot of us have you know, fractured relationships, which yeah. just continually don't improve. No, they don't. But it's just a bit of fine-tuning, yeah. which goes back into the traumas, which led you to think and yeah. feel that way in the first place. Yes. And if you can actually like fine tune that and start to realise what it actually is and then move it on rather than be stuck there, then that can be incredibly powerful, not only your own wellbeing, but your relationship with other people in your life.
1: Yeah, definitely. And on a deep level, I mean, my inner child was hurting because my dad in my eyes was very much the workaholic when I was a young child and he he didn't seem available to me because he was always busy working. and so i just felt like i was sitting on the sidelines of his life and he he wasn't making himself available for, for his time for me mm. and my love language is quality time so i felt completely unloved by him and of course in his world he's trying to create a, a a life for his family and put a roof over their head and do all the things that a man does to provide and in my world i was feeling unloved and unworthy so Um, that just kept playing out as as i grew up into an adult it played out um, heavily between us and i got stuck in resentment for a very long time i got stuck in blame Um, and it cost me dearly it cost me a lot in my health my emotions and my you know financial resources because i wouldn't let go i was stuck in resistance Mm. but once i finally decided to accept what had happened and let it go and just, I literally have forgotten about the past now and I just have moved into freedom. Mm. And I, you know, I, I, I get excited and even look forward to the times that I'm gonna get to spend with my dad between now and when he passes, because I know it'll be enjoyable and I'll know I, I've made it that way. Mm. I didn't choose the other, I didn't choose to stay stuck and I didn't choose in um, completely chopping him out of my life and, you know, never having him there. There was times where it was shaky but I just decided I was going to do the work. Mm. You know, and it's and it's paid off.
0: So if you had have been able to clear that early, then chances of the relationships that you're in might have been more successful, oh. but I but I think from what I understand some of the individuals, you know, that you're in relationships with hadn't healed their own shit. No. So there's like um, attracts like. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. if you're yeah.
1: traumatized Uh, you're going to check someone else with the same level of trauma and wounds that you do. It may not appear that way at the beginning, but trust me, it will come out. And a lot of people jump out of those relationships, but then just go and keep repeating and repeating Mm. and repeating. Um, And when they finally come to me, I say, well, look, if you don't heal it now with the person you are, you're just going to get out of that relationship, then go repeat the cycle again. It'll be all great and lovely for a few months, but it'll all come back around again. So, you
0: know, there comes a point where everyone's got to take responsibility for their own crap. Mm. Feel it, feel it to heal it, see it to free it. So yeah, so just stepping into that a little bit further, you've got to be able to, to, to see where your blocks are and be prepared and curious enough to free it. Why we, you and I, you know, have such a great relationship now is we've done the work on ourselves. If we hadn't have done the work on ourselves, yeah, yeah be, who knows where we'd yeah, be right yeah, now? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because you know, um, uh, that in itself is getting to know yourself deeply. Uh, because as I mentioned uh, previously, you know, a lot of us have become confused as teenagers, as adults, gone into work, gone into stress, gone into um, you know dependency, um, and we're in that um, reactive mindset early, and uh, and that stays with us our whole lives, mm-hmm. but if you can go back into some of the problems that you've had and actually like acknowledge them and move through them and, and do that um, you know, with, with confidence and get to know yourself at a deeper level, by the, by the time you're ready to get into a relationship or you're willing to repair the relationship that you're in, You've got much more of a chance of that being successful because you actually become successful within yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the vital point um, of having healthy, loving, connected relationships, and that's why when I work with my couples, and I think I've mentioned it before in the previous podcasts, is I work with them. They come to me together, of course, to share what's going on, but then they work with me for three to four sessions individually, which is we get through all that childhood. Um, wounding and all past relationship wounding and and where there are and we get we release that and then we come together and do the communication and the couple stuff together. So we're now building a foundation for this relationship without the junk. Mm. Um, and I think that's where um, the success of what I do is just been quite profound is because I've broken it up into those parts. Um, and I just really want to reinforce to people that you know when you. You know spend time or money on something like this it is not actually a cost it's an investment it's an investment in you it's an investment in your relationship your children your future your your, your money your bank account your your home your, you know anything that you desire in life you're you're investing in that when you invest in yourself mm. and I also want people to know that they can get past trauma bond relationships and they can get out of uh, the patterns um, I've worked with both men and women, um, in particular programs that I've specifically created to get them out of these patterns so they don't repeat. And those clients are now having very fulfilling, fulfilling lives and relationships and doing some incredible things in their lives. So, you know, it, it really comes down to what's important to you. Um, but just know that if you don't do anything, it will just keep repeating. Mm, It's it's just the way it is. It's a program. It's like a program
0: yep yeah that's right mm. I, I see guys consistently going out of one relationship into the other going it's, it's just a cycle yeah. ongoing you've got to put yeah. a full stop onto it and say right I've got to sort out what's going on here yeah, um, yeah
1: come, and, come and make an inquiry and um, you know um, allow yourself to, to start self-expressing Mm. Um, it doesn't matter if you don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter if um, you, know, you haven't got a handle on it. it. It will come out through just some simple conversations and certain question inquiries. It will come out and you'll be really surprised at what is actually laying in the background that needs to put, we need to put some light on and say, hey, that darkness there is actually really holding you back in your whole world and whole yeah. life yeah yeah, very... you know, and I' am you know that's my genius zone. I love that aspect of my life. I get in the mess with people and I'm quite happy to do it because I've been in the mess myself in my own life many many times so I'm quite happy to sit there with people and, and guide them with a you know a light to come out of it
0: mm. you
1: know it's, it's very rewarding.
0: So what are you doing now on a daily basis to maintain your well-being?
1: lots, you know what I do, but um, (laughs) um, well, I get up at 4, 4 4.30 every morning and uh, depending if I'm staying at your place or if I'm staying at mine, but if I'm at mine, I'm usually getting up and heading to the beach. Um, I do take a morning supplement to really get my cells going and to keep my health um, of my body really vibrant and working optimally. Um, I do journaling, I do walk barefoot on the grass, I do meditation. Yin yoga, that's been really amazing. It's got my body feeling really, really flexible and um, energized. I always make sure I get enough sleep. I have um, an amazing diet. I eat only really healthy food. I really do treat my body like a temple. And um, I only hang out with people that make me feel really, really good. Um, I don't hang out with low-vibing people, uh, unless I'm working with people who want to get more high-vibing. I go to the gym five times a week. Um, deep breathing, cold showers, um, look after myself, stay away from, yeah things and people and situations that I don't need in my life, um, and yeah, I'll educate myself. Um, and yeah, that's, I paint, I also do some painting Mm -hmm. and, um, a bit of photography, because I think having a hobby is really important. Mm. Um, I think that's really important, um, for us, so... Yeah, so I do lots of things.
0: You've got a much better relationship with yourself now, which helps Huge you change. have a better relationship with me.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And cool. we do. And we spend a lot of time in nature and um, we both connect into God or the universe continually off and on all day. Like we're just always making sure that our connection is strong mm. so that we have that life force energy. Um, and then we were able to give that to each other and, you know, and we also have a fantastic sex life. And I think that's something that's worth noting too, (laughs) um, because, you know, our health and well um, not just our body and and our, you know, the way we feel about ourselves, but even our immune system is boosted with a great and healthy sex life. And that's an area that I work with with my couples, um, because sometimes it's a bit of a taboo subject for some people, but no, I say, no, it's got to come out. We've got to talk about that. Mm. Maybe that's another podcast. Definitely, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, intimacy and, and all yeah, that too. definitely.
0: So just on that, um, what we're going to do after this one, um, we've done our three-part series on the About Mind podcast. Um, so Donna and I uh, created uh, what we're going to call the um, Relationship Mastery podcast, which we're going to do hopefully weekly. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do it every week mm-hmm. to be able to provide education and guidance to people around this particular Topic, um, something that people can, you know, relate to, because I think just about all of us are in a relationship or, you know, wanting to get into a relationship. So I think the more uh, insight um, and wisdom we can tap into, the better equipped we are to be successful, um, not only with our relationship with ourselves, but also, definitely. you know, <laughs> our, our relationship with others. So, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, it's something uh, that I've, um, you know, definitely been... Um, uh, curious about, um, you know, um, throughout my adult life because I firstly needed to get to know myself well before I got into a relationship that was going to be successful and that's what yeah. we've been able to do now. Um, so there'll be lots of, um, you know, insights around that uh, for both men and women on what they can do daily to, uh, to, to maintain a sense of well-being within themselves, which, you know, everyone yeah. benefits from then. Um, yeah, and uh, that will hopefully be uh, out in the first, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, so around um, uh, the middle of uh, March, well, the first one will be out. So you can check check it out on Spotify, Podbean and iTunes would be the Re- Re- Relationship Mastery podcast. I'll, uh, I'll let people know about that um, through social media. But if you want to reach out to either of us, um, you can email support at backmind.org.au in the interim. Uh, or reach out to Donna via the website. Yeah. Yeah.
1: DonnaWare.com.au. .au, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah,
0: so or follow me on Facebook. Facebook. Keeps heaps of value on
1: there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook and, and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Pod me. So, look, really appreciate you joining in and listening to this. Um, it's It's been so important uh, for me to be able to share this uh, with you. Yeah. Uh, the, the podcast, we've done 256 episodes that have just, you know, been... Tremendous uh, to be able to give some insight into people's own personal lives, but also their their wisdom that they can provide other people. So, you know, this relationship stuff um, has really been uh, lovely and life-changing for us to be able to get on here and explore it more deeply with people listening. So so really appreciate you listening in and uh, and your support for the APAC Mind Foundation as well. if we can do any work to help uh, your communities. Really appreciate having that chat and seeing what we can do to uh, to support you. So thank you, Don. I really appreciate our chat today and um, yeah, look forward to the, the next journey as well. Thank you, Aaron. I so look forward to it and thank you for the opportunity and can't wait
1: for this new podcast to come out. <laughs>